Today on the Winnipeg Foundations Because Radio. The Winnipeg Foundations Fast Pitch celebrates local charities and will bring you full coverage of last night's showcase. All this and more on today's episode of Because Radio. Hello and welcome to the Winnipeg Foundation's Because Radio. My name is Robert Zirk. And I'm Sunny Pomolo. Today we have a very special program for you. Fast Pitch 2020 concluded yesterday with the showcase event. It saw 12 charitable organizations delivering three-minute fast pitches about their organizations and how the $10,000 grand prize would support their work in the community. Throughout today's episode, we will play you the fast pitches from the evening, as well as bring you interviews with the prize-winning presenters to learn more about their fast pitch experience. To start things off, we'll hear fast pitches from Wolseley Family Place and Manitoba Riding for the Disabled Association. If you've raised little kids, you know that it can be really tough. You're running on next to no sleep. You're desperate to get out of the house and speak to another adult. You're always looking for a safe place for your kid to be so you can take a moment to yourself. And the laundry, the endless laundry. What if you had to do all that on your own? On a social assistance budget? While struggling with depression? Or while being brand new to the country? You've probably heard, it takes a village to raise a child. I'm Emma Feinblit, Executive Director of Wolseley Family Place, and for hundreds of families, we are that village. And we want your help to grow that village by bringing in the most amazing community building machines in the world, washers and dryers. I'll explain. Put yourself in the shoes of a single mom who comes to our center. Without a washer and dryer in your home, you dread dragging your kids to the laundromat, keeping them occupied while you fold. It costs your family $30 a week, a huge chunk out of your weekly grocery budget, just to do laundry. But access to laundry isn't just about the money. Sending your kids to school in clean clothes means they can hold their heads up high. Being able to wash your bedding when your apartment has bed bugs means your kids can get a good night's sleep. So that's where we come in. Now imagine loading up your kids and your laundry and your stroller and heading to Wolseley Family Place. You're greeted by familiar smiles. Your kids are excited to play dress up with their friends in our free licensed nursery. And while you're waiting for your dryer to ding, you settle into a big comfy couch with your cup of coffee and you chat with a support worker who tells you about our training program that can help you get a job while your kids are just across the hall in our nursery. Or maybe you look across the room and you see another mom with the exact same exhausted look on her face and you share a laugh. And that laugh becomes a friendship. And that friendship means that your family's village has grown. That's how washers and dryers build community. I know because two years ago, families came to our center 1,092 times for laundry alone. But when we moved to our new building, we had to leave our laundry facilities behind. And with it, we lost a little bit of the magic that made so many families call Wolseley Family Place their second home. But we know the recipe to bring it back. With your $10,000, we will turn free laundry into something much bigger. We have the space, we have the childcare, we have the couches, we even have the laundry machines sitting in storage. 
but we need $10,000 to renovate our new space, adding the plumbing, the ventilation and electrical to put in laundry machines. So I'm asking you to be part of the village that raises the children of our community. To build community, one load of laundry at a time. Thank you. Peyton jumps. Jumpy creates an impact and that impact makes her feel safe, but it also makes her different. And being a 10-year-old girl who's different, that's a hard thing. She goes to school and she sees the kids in their hockey jackets and their ringette jackets, and she wants one. But you see, Peyton has autism and ADHD, and that makes it really hard to find a place where she fits in. She knows she's different, and that feeling makes her feel isolated. But on Wednesday nights, Peyton heads to the barn, and when she's there, she finds her team. Her team has volunteer instructors and therapists. Her team has sidewalkers who take care of the children and leaders who take care of the horses. And when it's Peyton's turn in the arena, you hear her yell with her biggest, bravest Peyton voice, Henry! And Peyton's horse comes trotting over. In Henry, Peyton has a friend, and when Henry's around, Peyton doesn't jump at all. My name is Christy McPhee, and I am the Executive Director of Manitoba Riding for the Disabled Association. But more importantly, I'm Peyton's mom. That word disabled, how does it make you feel? Is it a word you'd want on your team jacket? A horse's gait mimics that of a human's walk, and for a child who's never had the opportunity, they will feel it. But we're not just gonna walk, no way. We are gonna run. For a child who does not have the muscle tone to smile, their parents will see them beam. And for a child who cannot speak, they will communicate with their horse using only their body. Let's picture it. 42 pound child, 1100 pound horse. <laughs> that is not disabled. It is so, so brave. Our name does not represent the children that we serve, and in fact, it deters new riders from coming to our program. With your $10,000, we will begin our rebrand. We will bring our community together to come up with the perfect name. But once we have that name, think of everything we need to change. Our website, our logo, our print, that is where your money will go. Think of the children that are missing out on our program because of one word. Imagine the excitement Peyton will feel when she puts on her team jacket. We ask you to join us in teaching our riders that different is not less. And there is a place where they belong. Thank you. Right, Pat, so you just won the second runner-up. How does it feel? Oh, it feels fantastic. I mean, uh, it was a very loving environment full of people who everybody's cheering for everybody. We're all invested in everyone's success. Uh, and then at the end, to come out with like an award in that, it's pretty fantastic. Yeah, no, it feels great. 
So how does it feel now to be done all of this? Wow, amazing. It is uh, a very busy time of the year for our organization. Our financial year end is the same as the calendar year end. There's the granting season. But we really wanted to invest in this kind of professional development. Like we wanted to get the experience that people like Kate could give us. Uh, a Winnipeg Foundation experience where you know they're building up our professional development. Uh, and it was a worthy investment. It was tough. It was tougher than I thought. But I met some great people, learned a lot, felt very supported and loved. And at the end of the evening, it was just such like a love-in uh, that everyone's a winner. And I'm literally one. So it's even better. So yeah. <laughs> so what is your biggest takeaway from tonight? What is one thing that Ooh. you'll take home? Always focus the pitch. So have a story. Um, even though you may be telling a very complicated story, you need to introduce it to a crystalline point so that it's easily relatable, digestible, accessible, and that people can re-relate it to themselves and others when they're telling it. And that, that being able to craft pitches like that uh, opens up a whole new world of possibilities for you. Like it's so important. And I think in this context, which is a little bit boot camp, a little bit love in, uh, it really drives that point home. So it was great. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm very happy to have done this. I'm very proud to have presented on stage to all these marvelous people. So it's been great. Thanks, Pat. Congrats. Thank you, Sonny. Bicycles are powerful vehicles of change. They are prosperity machines proven to generate health, wealth, and happiness in our communities. My name is Patrick Kralik. I'm the managing director of The Wrench. We reclaim resources from the waste stream and turn it into free programming that empowers, educates, and provides people with access to bicycles. We want to take your $10,000 and turn it into $50,000 of market assessed value going directly into the community. That's a 400% return on investment. Our project's called Tandem Acts of Kindness. Here's how it works. We take your $10,000 that buys 20 mobile mechanic repair kits. 20 wrench volunteers can earn those kits by helping 10 other people each build their bikes at Open Shop Drop-In. Now at Wrench Open Shop Drop-In, everybody can come on down to the wrench and build their own bike in exchange for volunteer labor. And everybody comes, it's everybody. That's how we roll. But the majority of our participants are inner city residents from vulnerable populations living in poverty. So now, gather around my pile of broken bicycles and let me tell you a story about one of these participants. It was officially spring in Winnipeg. I could tell because to get to work, I had to squeeze past a line of people who had shown up two hours early to build their bikes. At the front of this line was Abdi, alone, 11 years old, a very recent newcomer, limited English skills, but enough to communicate that this kid needed a bike. So he came in, he built a bike, the bike got stolen. He built another bike, that bike got stolen. He built a third bike, I gave him a lock. That bike got stolen as he was thanking me for the lock. But he built a fourth bike, locked it up, and then proceeded to build bikes for all his younger siblings. And all this time, Abdi's volunteering. He's patching tubes. He's sorting parts. He's translating for people. And then one chilly fall day, a very fancy business dude walks in with a super Schwazo vintage bike, and Abdi volunteers to serve him. 
teaches them how to set his rear derailleur. As this dude is leaving, he puts 200 bucks in our donation bin. And he says to me, this dude, he says, he says, if I was walking down the street, I would have thought I had nothing in common with that kid, much less that that kid would have something to offer me. Tandem acts of kindness. That's 200 people building bikes like Abney. That's 200 bikes. That's 1,900 hours of volunteer service. That is 50,000 kilograms of greenhouse gases sequestered through reuse. But as Abney has told us, it is so much more. We are building community, prosperity, personal capacity, and confidence, not Welcome back to the Winnipeg Foundation's Because Radio. Robert and Sonny here with you today, bringing you coverage of the Fast Pitch 2020 Showcase. Next up, we'll hear pitches from the Resource Center for Manitobans who are deafblind and career track. My name is Angela. I have the privilege to work for the Resource Center for Manitobans who are deafblind, a program of ECHO. Tonight, I'm asking for your support to help build a program we are calling Meals Meals. Neil was born in Brandon. He was born deaf. There were no supports in Brandon, so his family moved to Winnipeg. With professional supports, Neil attended school, graduated high school, and found meaningful employment. At 40, Neil became blind due to diabetes. If being deaf blind was not challenging enough, Neil suffered from kidney disease. His family couldn't fathom how he could ever live independently, never mind preparing healthy meals many of us take for granted. We work daily to enable people who are deaf-blind to live and remain independent in their homes and in the community. Anyone can become deaf-blind due to accident, disease, aging, anyone just like Neil a beautiful human being, and my friend, whom I've had the privilege of supporting over eight years. Despite his challenges, Neil was determined to live, and this is why he loved the meal prep program, which unfortunately had to be discontinued due to financial reasons. Through group instruction and personalized one-on-one support, Neil learned how to prepare healthy meals to support his physical health and maintain independence. He loves socializing while learning a practical, life-sustaining skill that a deaf-blind person can and will use every day. Imagine you become deaf-blind. Imagine the physical and emotional despair resulting from your isolation, loss of independence, and from being unable to afford or prepare healthy meals. Maybe you weren't a good cook to begin with. It's a daunting task when you become deafblind. Imagine how Neil felt. I shared the joy when Neil prepared his meals. And I felt the pain when we suddenly lost him due to kidney disease. I was there. With $10,000 and your support tonight, we can restart the program tomorrow. We know the program works. Deaf-blind people learn to prepare healthy, flavorful, nutritious meals that they can freeze and microwave when needed. 
With $10,000, Neil's Meals will provide 3,500 nutritious meals to people who need. Neil was an advocate and an inspiration to many. Together, let's celebrate Neil's life with Neil's Meals. Thank you. So I want to take you back to your 17-year-old self. Close your eyes for a moment and think about where you were, the things that made you happy. How are you spending your time? Studying, working, hanging out with your friends, or maybe you were borrowing your friend's sister's ID so you could sneak into the bar, or maybe that was just me. How are you thinking about your future at 17? How are you feeling about it? For some of you, maybe you were really excited because you had it all figured out. And others, maybe you were scared or worried or really unsure about what lay ahead. Hello, my name is Rhonda Taylor and I am the CEO for Career Trek. Career Trek provides experiential, life-changing career programming for children, youth, and adults. We do this by taking participants to universities, colleges, and businesses, giving them the chance to explore up to 80 different careers. Careers in sectors such as healthcare, trades, technology, and natural resources. Tonight, you can invest $10,000 in our M program that is specifically designed for young moms currently in high school. It's a career exploration program that empowers these young women to become their own education and career champions. It's a program that gives them the tools, the resources, and the experiences they need to make informed decisions about their future. Since its inception, over 300 moms have graduated with the, from the program, with many going on to further education and fulfilling careers. Moms like Alicia. Alicia is 17 years old, and she is doing, thinking, and feeling exactly the same things you were at 17 while raising a beautiful 10-month-old baby girl. She's studying while she's rocking her baby to sleep. She's hanging out with her friends while she's changing diapers. And she's dreaming about her future as she dotes on a child that she loves more than anything in this world. With $10,000, you will help Alicia and 14 other moms in the program build happy, healthy futures for themselves and their babies. With $10,000, CareerTrek will provide transportation, meals, and childminding, all things that can be barriers to participation for young single moms. Alicia's future career does not have to be something she's forced to do out of necessity, because with your $10,000, you will ensure Alicia and the other moms have the supports they need to succeed. With your donation, you will open the door to endless possibilities. Thank you. Welcome back to Because Radio. Robert Zirk here with you today, and I'm now joined by Karen Velthaus of Learning Disabilities Association of Manitoba and the recipient of the first runner-up prize at Fast Pitch 2020. Karen, first of all, congratulations, and uh, tell us a little bit about how you're feeling now that Fast Pitch is all wrapped up. 
So first of all, I'm, I'm really grateful because this has been um, a truly amazing experience. And I actually was surprised um, to be in the top three. I'm not going to lie. It was, uh, it was a, a big surprise when they announced it. Um, and, you know, it's just that relief now. I think what I was saying to some of my coaches previously is that up until now, the pitch has been coming out of my head. And for me, the difference tonight was it was coming out of my heart. And that made, I think, the difference for me. Absolutely. And we spoke earlier about this, and I'm wondering if maybe your answer has changed now that, you know, the process is finally complete, because the showcase really is a huge component of fast pitch, as much as the, the coaching leading up to it is all very important as well. So what was your, uh, what was your biggest takeaway or learning uh, experience that you would draw from the overall process? I think just being able to say so much in such a short amount of time, I think we tend to think that more is better in terms of when you put, put words together, right? Um, but it's amazing. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking at all the 12 pitches that were here tonight. It's amazing what people can tell you in three minutes or under. Um, and just the process of, of watching people grow um, through the process was, was amazing. And then for me, it was just, I personally learned a lot about myself and and my resilience and that's what i i'm taking away from tonight that's excellent and um you know one thing that i noticed about this year the cohorts all are are very close knit but it felt like this group in particular was i mean you saw it backstage people were high-fiving one another you know going back onto the stage so i'm um, wondering if you can speak to that that sort of community experience how did that um you know how did that benefit and enhance your overall fast pitch experience I think just the support that all of us, like we truly wanted everyone to do well. You know, it, if you think about competitions, you're always wanting to be the number one, but we, we all truly wanted everyone to do well. And you know, that support um, meant a lot from our fellow presenters. And it just, when we were able to kind of high five each other and say, we've got this, um, it just, it means a lot when somebody that you're competing against is, you know, rooting for you and, and is happy for you. And that's a really special thing because at the end of the day, everyone's grown through this experience in some way, shape, or form, right? So nobody nobody leaves losing, everyone wins, and everyone gains something in the end. Yeah, and I think, you know, just, it, it was so wonderful that the Winnipeg Foundation gave some, um, some funds to all of the organizations. I think that's an amazing exchange that, you know, we, we've got so much out of that tonight uh, and then you know just us being able to to take this away now and and use the funds to better our organizations and the experiences that the community will get from our organizations absolutely so we're just about to hear your pitch but is there anything else you'd like to add about the fast pitch experience before we go I, again, I'm just so grateful to the Winnipeg Foundation for bringing this into Winnipeg. I think it's just, um, you know, the energy in the room tonight, everyone was a friend and uh, just so supportive. And, you know, as somebody said tonight, Winnipeg is truly not just a city, but we're a community. And thank you to the Winnipeg Foundation for helping establish and grow our community. Very well said. So now let's hear it. The first runner-up pitch at Fast Pitch 2020, Karen Velthaus for the Learning Disabilities Association of Manitoba. is your superhero. My superhero is 14-year-old Map Man. He eats bananas for breakfast and draws intricate maps of all of his adventures. His perseverance to learn truly inspires me. Map Man is also known as Timothy. 
He was diagnosed at the age of nine with global learning disability and ADHD. He couldn't read. He often resorted to physical violence when he couldn't express himself, and he had no prospect of ever living on his own. My name is Karen Welthaus, and I'm the Executive Director of the Learning Disabilities Association of Manitoba, where we believe everyone can learn. Let's take a moment and look around the room. Can you tell if anyone here has a learning disability? Please take a look, look, at, look around. One of the biggest challenges that individuals face with learning disabilities is that they look like everyone else. Sadly, they are misunderstood simply because their brains are wired differently, causing them to learn in other ways. Shockingly, Timothy and thousands of others are often labeled as slow learners, lazy, and even stupid. And yet, individuals with learning disabilities have average to superior intelligence. Bill Gates and Steven Spielberg both have learning disabilities. What if they had never reached their potential? Imagine your world without Microsoft or Indiana Jones. Marvel has taken us inside the world of superheroes. What if I told you I could transport you into Timothy's world through a virtual reality headset where you would be able to see and feel his daily struggles while trying to learn? Your $10,000 will make that happen. With your investment, we will obtain software licensing and create content which will allow us to move to production. By this time next year, we will have three headsets in use, which will show you what it's like to have dyslexia, ADHD, or any other learning disability. These three headsets will easily reach 300 parents and educators in their first year. Our goal for this innovative technology is twofold. First, to change perceptions and reduce the stigma of learning disabilities. And secondly, to improve programming and instruction for students in our province. Timothy now reads chapter books and has recently told me he wants to be a teacher to help others with learning disabilities. Your $10,000 will help us mere mortals grasp the challenges that Timothy and other superheroes and map man face. Thank you. And we're back here on the Winnipeg Foundations because Radio Robert and Sonny here with you today. We have heard from six amazing local charities and we've still got some more to highlight from the Fast Pitch Showcase. So up next, we will hear pitches from the Arthritis Society and African Communities of Manitoba, Inc. or ACOMI. So... How many of you have or know someone with arthritis? That's a lot of hands. Arthritis is the most common chronic disease affecting over 6 million Canadians. How many of you know a child with arthritis? There's a misconception that arthritis is a disease of the old. Childhood arthritis is hard to see and difficult to explain to both adults and peers, and that takes a social toll. With your $10,000, you can help me help children be free of the devastation of arthritis. I'm Mia Dunn, and I work for the Arthritis Society. With childhood arthritis, the ability to function varies greatly each day. 
Children struggle through pain, joint replacements, eye surgeries, and powerful medications with serious side effects. All of this can lead to isolation and depression. Let me tell you about Emily. Emily is 12 and struggles to get ready in the morning. Imagine not being able to get out of bed because it hurts to move. The pain is excruciating. Emily lives with arthritis. Emily has heard kids say, why are you here? You shouldn't even be alive. Emily found a place where she is wanted. That place is Camp Limitless. Attending camp can be one of the most fun and exciting experiences of summer for a child. Children with arthritis are often unable to attend traditional camps. So we created Camp Limitless with the facilities, the specialized healthcare staff, and modified programs. In Manitoba, kids with arthritis are spread out across the province and unlikely to connect with someone like themselves. With your $10,000, you can send seven children like Emily to Camp Limitless. Last summer, Emily attended camp for the first time. She had a goal. She wanted to swim in the lake. I invite you to join me at the shoreline of a lake. I want you to muster your courage to dip your toe into the cold water. And now, picture Emily running right in. Think of the laughter from the kid who can't get ready in the morning. On this day, in this moment, Emily's world was limitless. Help send every child with arthritis to Camp Limitless. Thank you. From a show of hands, how many had your first job by the time you were 17? How about 14? And at seven? Today I'm here to tell you about Mary, who got her first job at seven years old. My daughter, she just turned eight. And I cannot see her, or any child for that matter, taking on that responsibility for providing for their family. Mary's story is so important to tell. She grew up in a village in Africa and was sent to go to school at seven years old to live with her aunt. But instead of going to school, her aunt prevented her from going to school and made her work in the local market for 14 years. When Mary came to Canada, she had young children, illiterate, and was seeking employment to support herself and her family. I met Mary at the African communities of Manitoba, widely known as Akomi, where she volunteered. My name is Mandela Quet, and I'm the acting executive director for Akomi. Akomi is the umbrella organization that has been supporting the economic advancements of over 33 grassroots organizations of African heritage right here in Manitoba. Your gift of $10,000 will help leverage our pilot project that supports newcomers' women enter into the Manitoba labor market. This gift will ensure that there's essential childcare support for these newcomers' women, revise our curriculum to make it responsive to the labor market, and ensure there's staff availability for tailored one-on-one -on -one support. This will help these women focus on developing their resumes and cover letter, how to navigate the job market, 
develop computer literacy skills, and ultimately gain Canadian work experience through networking. You see, before Akomi, Mary had a ton of experience, 14 years in sales. She's bilingual in both official language, and she even started working at seven years. But it was Akomi's program that helped her develop her resume and cover letter, connected her to our network, and ultimately helped her secure a full-time employment. This gift of $10,000 will ensure Akomi supports over 120 women of newcomer in their employment journey. Your gift will ensure Akomi supports these women in participating in the Manitoba labor market. And this gift will ensure these women compete, create a sustainable livelihood for themselves, and become contributing members of our society. Thank you. I'm here with Susan Berthium, the audience award winner for the Fast Pitch 2020. Yay! <laughs> so Susan, now that you've won, how does, how does it feel to win that particular prize? Well, I, I guess I touched some folks in the audience and I think more than anything that's what matters, right? Um, is the promotion of what we're doing in the mainstream. And, uh, and having people know that there's a program that does this kind of good work and changes people's lives and changes outcomes for kids and yeah. So what's your biggest takeaway from this whole fast pitch experience? Oh, that's a hard one because um, I learned so much being a participant that my gratitude is bottomless. <laughs> but truly, it's, uh, it's just been such a wonderful experience and meeting everybody and yeah I, I would do it again and clearly you did win the audience award how did you feel that you did did, did you live up to your own expectations oh that's crazy because I actually don't remember giving the speech in there <laughs> it was kind of surreal and just came out of my mouth and so so sure I'm happy I won but um, but honestly everyone was so amazing yeah and you did great so thank you Susan thank you very much my name is Susan and I've been part of Nadinaway's family for 13 years Nadinaway Maganag Endawad means our relatives home in Anishinaabe Moen or Ojibwe and for many children and youth in our community, Nadinaway is home. For 23 years, Nadinaway has created safe space and opportunity for youth in our community. About a decade ago, Nadinaway did something different and created a program for adults. Adult students come to our school with a history of sexual abuse, exploitation, and time in care, and study to become child and youth care workers. Nadinaway delivers Red River College's curriculum through an Indigenous lens and blends a college education with the personal wisdom and lived experience of each student. Students are transitioning into positions of power and transforming the very systems that they were once a part of. And they're doing this by spending thousands of hours face-to-face -face with children in care, being that worker who understands, listens, and connects. And this is so incredibly important because over 85% of children in care in our province are Indigenous. 
This June, our graduates will number 119 college graduates who among them have 400 children of their own who now have college-educated, employed parents. Nadineawe believes this is what reconciliation means. It means giving back to Indigenous families what was taken and which is still taken from children in care every day. Students who were children in the system, who are now working to improve the system, tell us what the system is missing is culture and ceremony, and we're listening. So tonight we're asking for $10,000 so we can bring ceremony to our community. $10,000 will mean 12 sweat lodge ceremonies, one a month, to bring our Nadinaway family together. The ceremonies at Nadinaway have become a gathering place for our students, alumni, and the youth and children they now work with. This is a call to action, and your commitment will change outcomes for children in care. Nadinaway believes this is a path forward to reconciliation, and I believe that if trauma can be carried through the generations, then so can healing. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Winnipeg Foundation's Because Radio. Robert and Sonny here with you today. And we still have three more pitches to hear from this year's Fast Pitch. The first two we're going to hear are from the Manitoba Brain Injury Association and the Canadian Muslim Women's Institute. Imagine getting up this morning and not knowing what to put on first your socks, or your shoes. Every day, 1.3 million Canadians living with a brain injury has to face this reality. Brain injury is a thief, a silent, invisible thief. It steals your mind, memory, and movement, and in the process, you lose parts of yourselves, or your whole self, even in a split second. But you know what's the worst part? We don't have a place in our culture for this kind of loss. The kind where you survived, but the person you once were is gone. My name is Gladys Harabi, Executive Director of Manitoba Brain Injury Association. Our community helps brain injury survivors and their families by offering support, education, and advocacy. I'm here today to ask you for $10,000 to help us pilot the peer mentor training the premise of this program is simple. 12 survivors who have lived with a brain injury will mentor individuals who recently acquired a brain injury. With your investment, we will provide training to brain injury survivors and match them with peers seeking one-on-one -on -one support. Like any invisible disability, navigating the waters can be incredibly isolating and make a person feel so helpless. But with the peer mentor training, New survivors will get the support and tools that they need to accept the version 2.0 of themselves. And for the peer mentors, they will get to see their own value again by making an impact in someone's life. We have so many members who are eager to make an impact, like Gary, who suffers from severe post-concussion syndrome. A trip to the grocery store gives Gary intense disorientation from all the light, noise, and commotion of people. Or but Gary wants to share his experience so that others will know that they are not alone. 
or Jackie, an elder with 26 grandchildren who fell on an icy sidewalk and suffered a stroke. Jackie's grandchildren do not understand why she doesn't make their favorite bannock anymore. Gary and Jackie, they both came from different walks of life, but now they have one thing in common. Brain injury stole the lives that they knew like a thief in the night. But with your help, you're giving brain injury survivors a new lease on life and the courage to find themselves. A little broken, perhaps few pieces missing, but not alone in their recovery. If this could happen to you, wouldn't you want back what was stolen from you too? Thank you. Let me introduce you to Zenab, a single mother who arrived to Winnipeg two years ago after a long and dangerous journey through multiple countries. Zenab was lonely and isolated as many refugees are. She didn't have enough English language to go to the store or take a bus on her own. Her loneliness was so hard, she says, I started to talk to myself. My name is Humaira Jalil. I am the COO at the Canadian Muslim Women's Institute, a refugee and new immigrant serving organization. You might not have heard of CMWI, but those who need us, they find us. We serve over 600 families annually who find with us a home away from home. Imagine if you were forced to move, leave your childhood home and everything that makes it home. You arrive in a new country where you know no one. Everything is new and unfamiliar. You're lonely and looking for friends, longing for a community where you can feel safe, welcome, and belonged. I can see some faces in the audience who understand what I'm talking about. I too was in that situation when I arrived to Canada 13 years ago. With your help, we will invest $10,000 into creating a dedicated drop-in space in our center where newcomer families can spend time and connect with other families like them. This space would mean that the elderly gentleman can feel comfortable asking how to cook a spaghetti squash, something he hasn't seen before. So would the woman who sat in that chair all day gathering courage to ask, what should she do as her husband is becoming more abusive? That family who just lost their son would have a safe place to mourn with community and discuss in private how to go about arranging for a funeral in this new country. Right now, we are having those conversations with people at their most vulnerable, but in the front hall, at the front desk, with no real privacy. To already have lost so much and now lose privacy too? With the $10,000, we will reconfigure that front hall to create a drop-in center with a private meeting room where people can share and seek advice in private if needed. So what happened to Zainab? Today, Zainab is fluent in English and learning to work in a bakery but there are many more Zenobs out there. Whose journey of settlement would 
Welcome back to Because Radio, Robert Zirk here with you on location at the Met in Winnipeg, and I am now joined by the grand prize winner of Fast Pitch 2020, Christy Dekowitz. She is the executive director of Snowflake Place. Christy, first of all, congratulations on uh, on winning the grand prize tonight. How are you feeling after now that the whole experience is kind of wrapped up? Very relieved, to be honest with you. Um, it's a, it's quite a process to go through. It's quite a learning process and a little bit mixed. Completely and utterly grateful for the kids that we serve and what this represents, but mixed a little bit because you get to know these 12 individuals and those all the causes are so, um, I mean, it sounds cliche, but they're so unbelievable that you root for them and you feel almost a little bit badly because you want everybody to win. We really authentically do. Like after two months with these folks, you get a new appreciation for what funders have to go through when they make decisions. This year, as people were kind of trading spots on stages, everyone's giving high fives, and like you really feel that uh, that sort of community build, even over a relatively short amount of time. Well, you know, I've been in the charitable world for 12 years, and you always almost get an ego about your cause, like my cause is the most important. And then you get a chance like this to listen to all these organizations and they work that they do and you go oh my god like I don't know how funders pick I really actually don't know how they pick and you get a new sense of appreciation for that and the work that everybody's doing and you also get a sense of how much stuff we can do together because there's lots that we can do together even though some of our charities seem like they don't align they really do. What was your biggest takeaway from being part of Fast Pitch the entire program and the process? Well, it depends. Personally, I mean, I talk a lot, and so it was really an important process for me to go through to figure out how to narrow that down and to get it into, it was stressful for me to get it into three minutes. Give me 20 minutes up here and let me say whatever that I want to. I would have been less nervous, but this was a bit, a little bit stressful. Um, but on the broader sense, it was just getting that sense of community. It really was getting the sense of community of the other 12, or the other 11 presenters and seeing how incredible they are and how lucky um, each of our um, areas of interest are to have each of each one of them kind of taking that lead and willing to put themselves in the line in a really scary way for what for what we're trying to get done. It's awesome. What advice would you give to someone who is maybe thinking about taking part in a program like Fast Pitch? I'd say do it. Like you know, we have to overcome our fears, and of course, it sets us outside of our comfort zone. And I mean, if if, if someone gave me an out two seconds before I went on stage. I might have thought about it, but you know what? It's so worthwhile and it's so wonderful how we support each other and how we learn how people really do have your back. You know, there's a lot of negativity and this room is just full of positivity. So it's so worth doing. It's There's tons of takeaways. It's an unbelievable experience. I'd say go for it. Well, congratulations again on your pitch and on winning the grand prize. And, uh, you know, it's fantastic that, you know, you're able to have this venue to share the story of the important work that you do. So congratulations all around on that. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And now we'll hear the grand prize winning pitch from Fast Pitch 2020, Snowflake Place. I have a job that you probably don't want to hear about. I don't go home at the end of my day and talk to my family about the things that happen at work. In fact, it might make some of you uncomfortable that I'm going to talk about child abuse. My name is Christine. I'm the executive director of Snowflake Place, Manitoba's Child Advocacy Centre. There are approximately 4,500 child abuse investigations in our province each year. 4,500 every year. And what's worse, most child abuse goes unreported. It's hard for us to talk about. Can you imagine how hard it is for a child to talk about it when it's happening to them? People do some unspeakable things to children. 
We can't hide from that, or we can't protect them. At Snowflake Place, we support children during some of their most vulnerable moments. We provide a safe, child-friendly space where children are interviewed when there's concerns of abuse. But we are also witness to the fact that children and families struggling in crisis are still having to navigate systems that work in silos. Our organization is working to fix that, and there are great things ahead. And while there's much work to do, let's talk about what we can do with $10,000 that can make a huge difference today and tomorrow. Child advocacy centers across North America are using highly trained, specialized support dogs to assist children through every step of child abuse response. Let me tell you about Ella. Ella was just eight years old when she was taken to a child advocacy center because of concerns of abuse, sexual abuse. There, a highly skilled forensic interviewer did all she could to allow Ella to share what was happening to her. Scared and uncertain who she could trust, Ella wouldn't speak. After a time, the interviewer left the room briefly to speak to a police officer observing outside. As the interviewer police, approached the police officer, he raised his finger to his lips and pointed to the monitor. Inside that room, Ella had snuggled up to the support dog that that center had and quietly said, would you like me to tell you what happened? She proceeded to provide the details needed to keep her safe and begin your, her healing. With your $10,000, we'll add one of these specialized dogs to our center. Thousands of children, just like Ella, will have that comfort as they begin their healing, as they begin to get their childhood back. I have worked in child abuse for over 20 years, and I love my job. I love it because, like most of you, I love children, and I believe in their resilience. With help, children can overcome just about anything. With your $10,000, we can make their recovery just a little bit easier. Thank you. So there you have it. Those are the 12 pitches from this year's Fast Pitch 2020 Showcase. Congratulations to all of the participants on a job well done. Are you feeling inspired by any of the pitches you just heard? If you'd like to support any of the organizations competing in this year's Fast Pitch, you can make a gift by visiting fastpitchwinnipeg.org. Again, that's fastpitchwinnipeg.org. Welcome back to the Winnipeg Foundation's Because Radio. My name is Robert Zirk, and I am now joined in studio by Nolan Bicknell. He is the host of the Because and Effect podcast, the Foundation's podcast with new episodes every Tuesday at becauseandeffect.org or anywhere you get your podcasts. Nolan, thank you so much for joining me today. Hey, Rob. Good to see you again. So Because and Effect is a show with in-depth conversations with people about the causes they care about and the effect that it has on their lives. It's interesting to see week by week you know, all the different perspectives. And this week you had on Spencer Duncanson, who founded and is the artistic director of the Little Opera Company. So what was your discussion about? Well, we talked a little bit about the opera. Uh, Spencer is a very interesting and thoughtful man. Uh, you know, opera is not the most popular art form in the world, but uh, he really 
his goal was to make it more accessible to people and, and, and make more people able to come to the opera and enjoy the opera and understand the opera. And that's partly why he started the Little Opera Company in the first place. Well, the, the original goal was um, to provide a platform for young singers uh, to, ex- to develop their, their craft, right? And also to spread the sort of love for, for opera, because opera has been got such a bad um, reputation. So I thought, well, you know, people don't know it. So if we can present it in a manner that makes it short, sweet, and comfortable, maybe they'll be able to see some of the, the richer qualities of it and then expand upon that. And the conversation seemed like it revolved around the arts in general and how important the arts are as well. It did, yes. We talked about the opera, but we also talked about dance. We talked about music. We talked about everything and sort of how art is important to our culture and to our society and how there is still sort of a small percentage of people that don't maybe necessarily appreciate art and the role that it has in our lives as, as much as perhaps they should. There's just been a disconnect. Uh, people are not as aware of their surroundings and, mm-hmm. and, and their lives. They don't, they, they see, uh, and North Americans in particular are, are just, we failed in that area, you know, in terms of understanding how powerful the arts are. What would you do if your kid woke up this morning and there was nothing, there was no color on the walls and you know, it's things of that sort. Art is a part of life. We live it. It makes, it enriches our lives in, in so many ways. And people just are so unaware of that. Winnipeg is truly a really special place. And we have so many high caliber, world-class performances and artists. Yeah, with, uh, you know, the Royal Winnipeg Ballet, the Little Opera Company, the Winnipeg Symphony Orchestra. We we have so many singers, songwriters, artists, and, and, and brilliant people in our city. And Spencer had some great things to say about why Winnipeg is so highly talented when it comes to these great performances and performers. I think we had visionaries. So a great conversation. We had visionaries who were not afraid to... to um, to risk things and to 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 go out and challenge the rest of the world. I mean, people like Arnold Spohr were all over the place to to trying to understand what quality dance is and and making sure that RWB was exposed to those dancers and competing with those dancers and that they could compete on the world stage. So a great conversation with a great man. If any of our listeners would like to hear the full conversation with Spencer Duncanson, how can they do that? Yeah, there's lots of ways to listen. You can The easiest way is probably on your computer going to becauseandeffect.org. Or if you have a smartphone, you can listen on Spotify, Apple, Apple uh, Podcasts. Google Podcasts, um, pretty much anywhere you can listen to a podcast, we're on there. So just search Because and Effect and, and you'll see it come up there. Perfect. Well, thank you again, Nolan, for joining me today and sharing the latest from Because and Effect. Thanks. Have a great day.
And that's a wrap for today's episode of Because Radio. Thank you very much for listening, and thank you to all of our guests who joined us today. Because Radio is produced by the Winnipeg Foundation in partnership with 93.7 CJNU-FM. Our Because Radio theme music, Call of the North, was written and performed by Micah Ehrenberg. You can find more of his music at micaehrenberg.com. And if you'd like to listen to previous episodes or subscribe to our podcast, please visit becauseradio.org. Again, that's becauseradio.org. And if you have any feedback about today's show, ideas for stories, or Winnipeg Impact Makers, please give us a call at 204-944-9474, extension 360, or you can email us at becauseradio at wpgfdn.org. You can also follow the Winnipeg Foundation on social media. Just type in WPGFDN on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm Robert Zirk, signing off for Because Radio. And I'm Sunny Prom... And I'm Sunny Promolo. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Have a great weekend.